Hey guys, so I've just had a really crazy and stressful kind of week. Most of it was good stress, happy stress, um, and a nostalgia trip. Um, and I'm going to go into that first and then I'll go into the literal, like, most anxiety-ridden part of this week. Mainly because when the highs were really high, they were high. And when the lows were really low, they were low. So I'm going to get into the nostalgia trip part. We got back in touch with some family we hadn't seen in like 10 years. And I'm going to go into that first and then the stress fullest part was uh Noah my little crazy ass cat went missing for half a day <laughs> yeah it's a whole fucking thing so um let's get into it So there is a little bit of context into why we did not talk to these family members for 10 years and why we went no contact with them in the first place. Um, if you don't know, back in the day when Aaron and I, we, we were together for about a year when I decided that I would move in over at his parents' house, there were just some, too many differences I felt for me living at home, too many like restrictions on me and I was just at that age where I'm like, I'm 21, I want to be free, I want to, or 20, I want to be wild and crazy and free, I cannot do that in my house, besides that Jan was somewhat mentally and emotionally abusive towards me, and I was just like done with it, so um, little did I know, there was just as much abuse going on in Aaron's home as well, but it was like on another level, mainly due to Certain substance issues had by certain people, I'm not going to go into it, but as you know, his parents, I think I called them Kenneth, Lena, and Barley, which is his sister, and then his aunt, we'll call her Aunt Darren, and of course his papa, which we'll just call Papa, and um, a couple of other people will come into play, and knowing that they will probably never hear this, I probably will change their names in the moment, but I'm not going to give them names yet but you'll see what I mean. Basically, um, almost everyone in the house, kind of including myself, because I was, I was into drinking a lot. I kind of had to be to get me through being in that house with everyone else who had substance issues and how manipulative and crazy and abusive everyone was. I'm not saying I wasn't that way as well. I probably had my own shit going on that I was doing, but, uh, how did it happen? I got very mean towards everyone. Um, very like shut off and I would just hide in the bedroom when I was home or if I wasn't I was very drunk and that's the only time I would really interact with them and was kind of nice-ish to them it, it, it's a whole thing it's a whole thing but yeah so like I said there's a lot of big t's and little t's going on a lot of kind of like manipulation and abuse and other things and substance issues of course like I've already mentioned so by the time we got out of there in 2014, I was just kind of over it and done. And when we got out of there for good, I was just like, never again, never again. Um, I still did kind of deal with some of my alcoholism because I was living in a place back with Jan where I was like still kind of going through some of the manipulation and the, um, the mental and emotional abuse as well still. So I was like, kind of having to deal with that and then things got really crazy when him and my mom got divorced and he got a lot worse and so it, like I just was going through it at the time and I think you know 
I mean, it was a lot. It wasn't all them. I think it's just I'd been going through a lot of that for so long that I was just like, this is the only way I can be. So, um, yeah, my thing was to just be a bitch. Like, if I'm mean to them, they will leave me the fuck alone. Right? There were some petty things in there that I would do. Like, um, I would steal little small things from Lena, like a bottle of nail polish or a coffee mug, just small things. And she would always blame her, like, tweaker friends or Barley or someone that Kenneth brought over that was his friend and say, oh, they're stealing my stuff. And I'd be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, no. They can't be. They're our friends. They're our family. Yeah, but no, it was all me. I was taking them and then going to my grandma's or my mom's and throwing them in the trash. Um, Petty Paige over here. Petty Betty. Petty Page is a YouTuber, I think, so don't, that might be copywritten, I don't know, but yeah, so, um, mainly I was sick of it because she would constantly take my stuff, so I just started doing it back, but just not saying it was me, and she would blame everyone but me because she thought I was so nice and respectful and sweet to her, um, ma'am, I was drunk, like, 95% of the time, so I don't know, I don't know, but, um, yeah, so like I said, when we got out of there, I was just fucking done. And then by the time we got up here, I was done for good. Like, it took me a while, but I did come out of my issues, um, my issues with alcohol. So, um, you know, I got that under control. And to basically keep from slipping back into that, I said, never again. I'm just not going to have people like that in my life. Um, Jan was no longer in my life. They left my life willingly. So I was just like, cool, you left and now I can go in see with you. My life got 10 times better. And I was just like, I'm so done with everyone. So I cut off, you know, Jan, I cut off a bunch of other people and we were good and we moved on and we survived without every one of them. So this next part is a little more of the backstory, and it's going to sound a bit soap opera-y, but it's true. So, I used to have this really old Facebook. I never hardly checked my messages or talked to people on there. It was literally me just, like, adding pictures of, like, my Snapchats and Instagrams and other things that I wanted to save and print out later to maybe put in, like, a journal slash scrapbook for myself. And so I never talked to anybody on there. And I didn't check my messages. Well, one day I randomly, after I moved up here, saw that I had messages and I saw that one of them was from, from Aunt Darren. And I was just like, oh my God, I hadn't talked to her in almost, almost three years. So I'm like, well, I should at least check and see what it says, right? Like, so I check and the message is, first of all, almost two years old. So it had been a while. So I see the message and it's basically, hey, Papa's not doing well. He's very, very sick. He might die. Um, I know him and Aaron were really close. So if you have Aaron contact us, it would mean a lot to us. Please just let me know. Now, we had went NC with them. He had been very stern with going NC on them and very firm on like he did not want that shit in his life. So I basically just passed along the message to him. And left the ball in his court like I was done with it because I was pregnant at the time. And I was just like, I don't think it would be like a safe situation to get into, especially when I have a child. So like if Aaron wants to talk to them, he'll talk to them. 
but he can leave me and the baby out of it. Yeah, so I pass it along. Ball was in his court. As far as I know, he never said anything to Aunt Darren. He never contacted them um, until a couple months later. We're at my baby shower, and we're out driving around our hometown when he starts driving to this place. And at first, I thought he was going to take me to Gloria's house when he's driving. And I'm like, oh, fuck no. Like, I hate this bitch. Why are you taking me to her house? I can't even fucking fight right now because I'm pregnant. Not that I would have fought in the first place, but you know what I mean. Like, why would you take me there when I'm fucking pregnant? You know better than that. No, no, no. We were going to go find his papa, or at least his papa's old house. And we got there, and there's some old furniture in the yard. Their old RV was out in the yard. Everything was abandoned, like completely abandoned. The house was empty inside and kind of trashed inside. Um, The stuff in the yard was broken and kind of trashed. So I'm like, oh, okay. So Aaron gets out of the car and goes to the door. I went with him, and like I said, we looked around. Everything was empty and abandoned, so we got back in the car, and we're, like, talking, like, what do you think happened, blah, 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 and he's like, well, I don't know. I can only assume, unfortunately, the worst, which is Papa passed away, and so um, we went on Facebook, did a little digging, saw that Aunt Karen was in series, but we couldn't find anything about his Papa, so he was, like, again, assuming that, you know, maybe Papa passed away. And we just kind of left it at that and moved on, unfortunately. And that sounds terrible, but, you know, after the message we got and finding their house completely abandoned, that's what we thought. So a few more years go by, and we kind of toss the idea around of maybe trying to find his dad and talk to him or see at least how he's doing, because... Kenneth a lot of times wasn't the problem like he he kind of was because he was allowing all of it to go on and not stepping in and stopping it when he totally had the power to do so um but he was just like yeah he really wasn't the problem Lena was the problem so like if we see him and he's not with Lena and he's doing better maybe we could get back in contact with him whatever whatever well he finds him on Facebook and this is during the pan pandemic so he finds him on Facebook, and well, more like, more like Kenneth found me on Facebook on my super old Facebook. Finds me, sends me this message like, "Hey, um, here's my phone number. Please tell Aaron to call me." So again, I pass it to Aaron because we've been tossing around the idea of like, "Hey, what if we found him?" So we did have a phone call with him and kind of do random updates of how our life had been going for the past, you know, five to six years because we hadn't talked to him in so long. Um, And we learned that he had moved out to South Carolina. He was doing so much better. He lived by himself. He owned a house. And um, he talked to the kids. It was all cool. Um, And that was really the first time I thought, okay, maybe like, Maybe talking to him on the phone every now and then because he is in a different state wouldn't be so bad. Like, you know, just having a phone call every now and then wouldn't be that bad, maybe. Um, But then within a few weeks, you know, Barley showed up sniffing around at the casino. And by law, they're not supposed to tell her anything, but she would go in and ask about Aaron. And they couldn't tell her anything. And she said, you know, and so... Yeah, when Aaron heard that, he kind of let his job know, like, hey, we're no contact with this person, like, if she ever comes in again, just, like, throw her out or whatever, 
like I'm done. Like I don't talk to her for safety reasons. And so they were like, okay, like, thanks for letting us know. And then after a while she stopped showing up and looking for him because she never found him. So, um, we move on from that. We cut off contact with the dad. Cause we're like, clearly if he's going to be like putting us and our kids in that, in that situation again, it's not worth it. So we cut off everything again and we move on just like the last time. Again, a few more years go by. Aaron's randomly on Facebook one day. He doesn't go on very often, but when he does, it's to check in with the old friends and other family members that are not the ones we were in see with, like his family in Utah and stuff like that. Well, he sees pictures of Kenneth on his Facebook with Barley and who else? Papa. Papa's alive, you guys. So yeah, Aaron was like, telling me I'm just going to message my dad and ask Papa because I want to see my Papa. Like, I want our kids to meet Papa. Like, him and his Papa were really close growing up. And so, finally, even though I was uncertain about it, he messaged his dad asking about, like, this Papa, like, where does Papa live at? Like, this and that and the other. So then Monday rolls around. I knew he had messaged his dad. I never knew he got a response or got anything out of it. I didn't know that. Monday goes by, it's a normal day, we're doing all the stuff we had to do, like our parent-teacher conference and all that, and then we get in the car after everything is said and done, and Aaron says, hey, we're going on a surprise trip, and we start driving out towards the valley, towards our hometown, and I'm thinking, cool, we're going to like go thrifting, because they have tons of thrift stores down there, even more than we have, and some of them have really nice stuff, so we were just, I was just like, dang, like, I'm so down, or we're going to go see my family, or we're going to go do something fun that we don't get to do up here. Let's go. Until we start driving out towards another little town just on the other side of my, my hometown, and that's when he tells me, yeah, I messaged Dad, and I got Papa's address, so we're going to go see Papa. And I was kind of, luckily, I was, like, dressed up that day, kind of, because... <laughs> Most days, I'm not. I mean, I don't think it would have mattered to them, but we had a parent-teacher conference that day, so at least I looked nice. Um, but yeah, we caught up with, you know, Papa and Aunt Darren. We got to their house, hung out, talked to them, um, found out how everyone was doing, got updates on everyone, and Barley was in the picture with them, and we were talking to them, and they start telling us about Barley, how, you know, she's cleaned up her act, She's totally normal now. She's got kids and a partner, and they're living in the, a little rental house, and here's where the nostalgia trip is going to come in. So, like, we should go see them and talk to them. And Aaron, at first, is like, you know, I don't know. Like, a lot of crazy shit went down. Like, I don't know if I'm into having contact with her again. Like, I don't know if I can do it. So a little more talking goes by. A little more updates go by. Um... Kent was doing really well in South Carolina on his own. He had a house. He was, you know, doing so good. He was taking care of himself. And then Lena showed up up there. And everyone told him, like, do not, do not let her back into your life. You have the power to say no. Like, can you just say no? No. Does he do it? No, he doesn't. He lets her back in. And so now she's up there doing whatever it is she does. And so, um... Fortunately, though, or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, her health is declining and it's 
sounds like it's declining pretty fast, so at least, at least he'll be free of her. I know that sounds horrible to say, but, you know, after everything I witnessed and everything I went through, like, at least at some point he will eventually get away from her. Um, that sounds awful, but it's true. Um, but anyway, so yeah, and they start telling us about how again Barley's doing better you should go see her please go see her like she would love to see you guys she misses you guys like she's been trying to find you and like we didn't know anything so we couldn't help her like just go see her um and so eventually like Aaron relents and was like I'm just gonna do it like we'll go see her even if it's just this one time like at least we can say we did and know for sure, like, if this is what we want or not. So here's where the nostalgia trip happens. We drive out to Barley's. She literally lives on the same street I lived on when Aaron and I first got together back in the day. So I'm literally, we're literally pointing out people's houses that we used to know. I'm pointing out different spots in the neighborhood where I used to go hang out and stuff like that. And we're talking and it's literally, I feel like I'm young again and I'm like back in my old neighborhood and it's like crazy the house I used to live in does not look the same at all it's really cute though now but it does not look the same at all um we pull up to their house and no one is home so we sit in their driveway for a couple minutes um and then we pull across the street we even call aunt Darren and try to confirm like are we even at the right place and she's like, yes, you are, like, I'm telling you, it's this house, and so we're like, okay, so we sit there for a couple minutes until Barley pulls in, and she gets out of her car, and at first she looks out across at us, and she's like, giving us, like, the mean mug, like, what the fuck, because she didn't know who we are, so she sends quick her kids inside, because she doesn't know who we are, <laughs> um, Aunt, Aunt Darren, to be fair, Aunt Darren did call her and tell her she had a surprise, surprise, people were going to show up at her house, so, um, she finally realizes it's us, bursts into tears, is so happy to see mainly Aaron, but also me. Like, I, she hugs me so freaking tight, dude. And and then we went inside, and she showed us around her little house that she has, and it was cool. We all sat and talked and hung out. We met her partner, we met her kids. Our kids all played together. It was awesome. They had, like, the best time. The kids are super excited to have cousins. Um, and then this nostalgia kicks in. Talking over everything that happened back in the day. People we all knew. Things that went on. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. We also learned that they do come up here and do, like, a lot of camping and hiking and outdoor stuff. So they said in the summer when they come up here more often that we should all hang out together and in a way, part of me is kind of down, but part of me is still trying to like process a lot of what happened. It's not that I need to get over it. It's that I need to process it and that it's like not going to happen again. Yeah, it's just me. It's me having anxiety over things that were done a long time ago you know, and that aren't going to be done anymore, and again, like I said, it's like my own anxiety and my own thing, my own issues.
you that I have to deal with, and it's not them. Kind of like things with Jen, like, I'm still processing a lot of that from back in the day, like, because at the time, like I said, I wasn't processing anything. I was just kind of, like, packing it away, drinking my drinks, having my fun, and just not dealing with it. So now, it's been a journey. Like, I'm still on my journey dealing with all of that. But I feel like it was a big help to see that, like, at least that part is done for good. And uh, we can all, like, make amends. And the kids will have cousins who are their age and will have family who, like, we can actually hang out with. Because, again, there's a lot of dynamics in my family and politics and other things going on in my family that just don't work out for me. So we just kind of, like, keep our distance from my family. So it'll be nice to have family members who we can actually be close with who are our age and not all older or whatever. So that was the good part of this week. Alright, now get ready for some crazy ass shit right now, because that's kind of what happened today. Um, so this morning, and it was purely, purely by accident, the kids were talking to one another, and Noah has this issue with, he is now getting brave enough to kind of try and go out the door when we go out the door. Um, we've kind of walked him on a leash a couple times, but he likes to go outside without the leash, and usually when he's in the patio, unless he sees another cat, he's totally fine as long as one of us are back there with him, even if he's off-leash, but he likes to go out the front, which is scary, because there's, it's a parking lot, and beyond the parking lot is a couple of pretty kind of busy roads, and just not safe for kitties, and he's my baby, and the last thing I'd want him to do is get out there and get squished, so Lex and Max are talking, she opens the door without realizing he's right there, and she immediately just heads out, and of course, I get to where I'm almost to him, because he kind of goes towards the back of the apartment. I get to where I'm almost to him, and he sees another cat, and of course he does. He just takes off fucking running after this cat. So I get the kids on the bus, because that was the number one priority at the moment. And then after I get the kids on the bus, I go looking for him. You have to understand, though, when the kids get on the bus, it's like 6.30 in the morning. So right now at 6.30 in the morning at this time of year, it's still fucking dark. So I'm out there for almost an hour looking for the stupid cat in the fucking dark. And I get back kind of off where he ran to. And I'm like going through behind other people's patios just like looking because he likes to hide in people's patios. He's not behind any of them. And uh, in the distance, kind of a little ways away from me, I see this cat getting ready to hop over the fence. So I start calling, Noah! Trying to see if this cat would stop for a second and I could get up there and grab it. It does not stop. So probably wasn't him but I see this cat hop the fence and I'm like oh my god Noah hopped the fence he's out there alone he's gone forever like he's never coming back so I run home I tell Aaron I start telling the staff we start informing like people who work here like please look for our cat he got out like we're freaking out like please help us so all we can really do is like send them pictures and be like hey keep an eye out for this cat he's gone like whatever whatever and I was, you know, I looked around for, like I said, a good hour in the dark when the sun finally came all the way up. Aaron was out walking around for, like, another good hour looking for him. Finally, it's about a little after 8, and Aaron is like, dude, like, 
we can only do what we can do. I left some food in the backyard for him, so we're just going to wait for him to come back at this point because, you know what I mean, that's all we can really do. Now, my mind starts racing. I'm panicking. I lit a candle for the school. I did everything I could think of. We just go grocery shopping. We get our stuff. We get Taco Bell on the way home. We come home. We eat. We kind of take a break for a little bit. We check the backyard. The food that we left out there was eaten. So there's a lot of outdoor cats in the area. So at first I'm like, you know, it was an outdoor cat or a squirrel from out here. Like they came and took his food. He's never coming back. He's gone forever. And like, I'll never see him again. My baby is lost. And, uh, you know, so for the next two hours, I first go on a solo shopping trip. Just get a couple little things from the list that we forgot. And then a couple of other, like, um, minor things for the Halloween party Sandra and I are going to have on Tuesday with the kids, which is when Halloween is. And I'm, like, sitting there just, like, thinking about the last place I saw him and, like, other times that he's gotten out. Like, where has he gone to? Um... So then something inside of me, you need to go look, go look for him. I walked all over this apartment complex, calling him, shaking a treat jar. Uh, I found a cat. It was not him. It was this little black cat. And at the time I found this little black cat, someone else was yelling for their cat. So it's probably their cat. The fact that it knew a treat jar and knew treats and wanted treats and was following me for the treats means it's probably there's somebody's pet. You know, so I come back to my yard finally and I'm just like, whatever, I'm going to sit in the yard, relax. And this little black cat comes up by my yard and I start talking to it like, have you seen my cat? Do you know where Noah is? Like, I miss my cat. And I'm just like talking to this cat. And obviously it's like an animal. It's not going to talk back to me. Okay, whatever. So I'm petting this cat and I'm talking to it and kind of almost crying. And out of nowhere, out of the neighbor's fucking patio. Who should come out but frickin' Noah right by my feet and he's just like standing there and he's approaching this other cat and this cat kind of does like a couple quiet little hisses at him so I scoop him up and grab him up real fast because I'm like either you're gonna this cat's gonna take off and you're gonna take off after it or y'all are gonna fight and I am not doing that not today sir so I take Noah <laughs> And I bring him back in the house, and he was fine. I then had to inform the staff and everyone else that Noah was back, and he was okay. And I'm just glad he's home. And I feel kind of bad, because whoever was out calling for their cat earlier and looking for their cat, I just heard them, like, a minute ago out there still looking for their poor baby. Uh, I feel bad, but you know what? At least Noah is home safe. And... There's been a lot of cats missing in the area lately, so it kind of, like, scared me. But I'm just glad he's home safe, and we need to be a little more careful. And now, like, he's gotten out before, but I've always been able to catch him either right as he gets out, and if I haven't, I'm within a few minutes able to find him and catch him. And he's hidden in our neighbors on the other side. Um, before and he's hidden under people's cars before and like I said I'm always able to get to him within a few minutes and get him out and get him home but today he was really gone for half a day and I legit thought I was going to never see him again it drove me nuts and I was also really worried about like what if I don't find him 
have to tell the kids when they get home, like, oh, yeah, your cat, he's gone forever. Or worse yet, what if he gets squished by a car and then I find him and I have to tell them, hey, guess what? Remember the cat that we had? We don't have one no more because he died. Like, I was literally so worried. Like, I was going to have to tell them that. I was like, I was already kind of devastated. And I was like, then I'm going to have to, like, devastate them. Like, I felt horrible. It was scary. And so now we come on to the fun part of this, which is Halloween is nine days away. Nine days away. I'm so excited. Sandra's coming up. We're going to live stream some stuff, like a get ready with us live stream and have a party with the kids. I've got some little activity like sticker coloring books. And I got more pumpkins we can carve because yesterday we went to a pumpkin carving party. By the way, it's the next day when I'm recording this from the... Uh, or two days from when I recorded the last couple of segments. So, yeah, we went to a pumpkin carving party in between. <clears throat> Excuse me. And now Halloween is nine days away. Um, like I said, Sandra's coming up. I'm super excited. But, yeah, I... Because it's just going to be Sandra and I and the kids, I'm not planning anything too crazy. Our snacks, I'm going to have like a little tray of peeps or like Halloween themed peeps that I'm going to set out. I haven't decided if I'm going to make them their own tray or if I'm going to put them on our brownies because I might make it a brownie graveyard or I might make like s'mores brownies where I just put them kind of on top of the, the brownies. Um, but we'll see because I brought like bought like green and red frosting to put on Christmas colors. Damn it. I didn't even plan that out. Um, but I might put like some green frosting and red frosting and then put the little, um, gravestones in, or I might just do like the frosting and put the peeps on the top. And then, um, of course chips, like a bowl of chips and a couple of other little snacks to sit out. I got us a Wild Mike's pizza for dinner. By the way, if you've not tried Wild Mike's pizzas, they are so good. But yeah, I got us a Wild Mike's pizza for dinner. Um, got us some snacks. So it's going to be like a super fun day. And I I do have a couple games planned out. I'm going to try my freeze dance game since that worked so well at the last Halloween party. I'm um, going to do the little snacks. I was thinking of trying to do the shots game, but then I was just like, meh, that might be a little much, because we're only going to be here for a couple of hours before we go out to go trick-or-treating, and if they're, you know, carving a pumpkin, doing their activity books, and playing the freeze dance game, we won't have time, so it might just be better to skip it. Anyways, I'm super duper excited for them to go trick-or-treating this year, mainly because my best friend is going to be here. As for costumes, let me explain. I think there's a pre-recorded episode where I said some random costumes that we were. That was recorded over a year ago, and Halloween hadn't happened yet. Those were just, like, costume ideas I had, so just know whatever I said then is not what we actually are. What we're being is, I'm Star from Lost Boys. I thrifted an outfit for, like, 10, 12 bucks, and it's, like, the most perfect star outfit I could find, like, Super close to what hers is, except the jacket. The jacket is 
slightly different, but it's okay. It looks pretty close to me. And as for the kids, Max wanted to be a ghost face, so I got him just the mask on Amazon was $10, so I got just the mask and I'm going to have him wear all black. If I wanted the whole thing, it would have been like 60 bucks for just a mask and a little hooded robe thing. And I was not down to spend 60 bucks, nor could I afford to spend 60 bucks on just a Halloween costume. So 10 bucks mask is what it is. It comes, you know, it's a hood with the ghost face on the front and then all black. People will get the point. He does have a little plastic knife to go with the costume. He will not be taking the plastic knife to school. He will be using it for trick-or-treating only. And more often, more more likely than not, I will probably end up carrying it. Um, and Lex is going to be a killer clown. Yeah. So, that's what we're being... Um, Sandra says she's going to be a cheerleader. She was a cheerleader also last year, but this year she bought a cheerleading uniform in a different color and I think a different style than she did from last year so it is going to be like the same costume as last year but different there you go so um I went through a lot of costume ideas this year before landing on this one and this one literally just smacked me in the face literally I was going to be I had this perfect dress this little black and gold dress that I was going to wear a black and gold masquerade mask with and for months that was like what I settled on being then when I replaced my phone from breaking it back in August, um, I saw these like bat dragon wings at Walmart and I bought them and I was just like, that's perfect. I'm going to be a vampire with wings. Um, but I was going to be like that generic vampire. So I had the hat, I had the wings, and then I was going to put on like this little black dress and that was going to be my costume. But I really think being star, like I was making a vampire video and one day I was like, what in here looks vampiric? And then I saw this one dress that I have and this one like white crop top that I had but they didn't really look like her but if I wore them you would get the point and I was just like those look kind of like her so that's what I'll do I'll do star for for Halloween in my video and then I was just like wait a minute what if I thrifted and found an even closer outfit that could be my costume hell yeah and now this costume could go either way depending on what you put with it like if I put my coin skirt and like uh like put a scarf over my head like I could totally be like a gypsy or whatever but I'm not trying to be that I, I'm gonna do and I know this sounds lazy but I don't have the time or the money to buy the prosthetics to do the lost boys vampires so I'm gonna be doing like a look that's kind of based off of the vampire diaries vampires like when they're all vamped out so that's what I'm gonna do um, but I feel like people will understand the point like it's star from lost as a vamp like as her vampire self and not as just like her regular self i mean even though her vampire self is like the almost the whole movie i think that's yeah that's pretty much it her all vamped out and yes i have technically went trick-or-treating when my kids were really little, I would knock on the door and hold the candy bags out for them because they were in a stroller. Um, but I have, and I've taken them trick-or-treating every year after that. But Sandra and I this year decided, fuck it, we're going trick-or-treating. We're trick-or-treating for ourselves. Because you know what, why not? That's part of the fun of it, right? I don't care how old you are if you come around to my house and you're all dressed up. I'm going to give you candy and I hope people up here, they go all out for Halloween. So they might be into that. 
And even if they're not, I don't care. I'm still going to do it. Because I haven't trick-or-treated for myself since 2013. Holy shit. Ten years ago. Last time I trick-or-treated for myself was ten years ago. So this year I said, fuck it. Do the things that heal your inner child. And my inner child didn't get to go trick-or-treating until I was like a teenager. So you know what? This year I'm healing my inner itty-bitty child and going trick-or-treating because I... Out of all the years when I was little, we mainly went to church. There was only one time where we went trick-or-treating. So every year I would see all my friends. They would talk about going trick-or-treating and how much fun they had. And I always had FOMO. So this year I'm healing my inner child and I'm trick-or-treating, goddammit. It's going to be fun. And alright guys, before this gets too long, I'm going to give you your question of the day and then I'm going to hop off. Um, so, what were you for Halloween and what did you do? That's the question of the day or question of the week or whatever we call it. And I hope you guys have a fun and spooky and safe Halloween. And whatever you do, the life lesson is... Check your Halloween candy. Don't go into people's houses that you don't know. Yada yada. All that safety stuff. It could save your life. Also, watch out for vampires. Alright, bye guys.